Join me and 10 other women for an incredible all-inclusive five-day healing retreat. This retreat was made for you if you want to be surrounded by loving, non-judgmental women and be guided to overcome your triggers and your insecurities so that you can fully step into your potential. Don't just take it from me. One attendee said that the retreat was more powerful for her than the last 10 years of therapy. Yes, you heard that right. 10 years. Now, I've just opened the doors to the priority list, and when you join the list, you will be the first to know when the doors open to sign up for Bravecation. Go ahead and click the link in the show notes to be added today. Hi, I'm Dr. Steph, and I'm here to guide you on your journey to healing from a difficult relationship with your mother. Whether she was narcissistic, emotionally immature, or just plain toxic, I want you to know that you are in fact not broken and you do not have to suffer from anxiety or explosive emotional reactions like lashing out. You can break the cycle. You are a strong, capable woman who can handle any challenge that comes your way. And I'm going to show you how to have the ultimate control over your reactions so that you are unstoppable. Welcome to the Broken to Brave podcast. Welcome back. Oh my gosh. This is episode 20, which on the one hand, you know, is not that many, but on the other hand, I'm like, oh my God, I've recorded 20 podcasts, podcast episodes on my own podcast. Feels kind of cool. Um, anyways, I, I've been wondering how you're doing, you know, how you've been doing the last few weeks. If you're a mom uh, or a parent, because I know there's a couple of men that listen, then you're back into the swing of things with school for the most part. I'm not sure about some of the states up north. I think everybody's back at this point. Uh, and if you're not, just how have you been? How are you all doing today? Reach out to me anytime on Instagram or through email because I love getting to know each of you better just to see who's listening, um, get to know more about who you are, what questions come up for you, what you're struggling with. So don't hesitate to reach out. I would love talking to you. And I want to slow down this week and talk about something that I've seen come up over and over in others. Sometimes this is with people who would absolutely never hire me due to their own limiting beliefs, but more on that in a few minutes. Sometimes it's those with those who are considering working with me, and sometimes it's with my clients. And it's actually one of the things that I've struggled with. Um, I struggled to understand early on in my journey. And I just want to talk about it today and dive into it. But before I do, I figured I'd give you a quick life update um, in case you're curious and in case you can resonate with it or you find it relevant. So my oldest is about a month into kindergarten, and overall, she's loving it. She can't wait to go every day, which I'm really happy with. I know that's not the case for all kids. She talks about her teacher a lot and her new friends a lot, and I can tell that she's learning, and I'm just loving witnessing all of the things that she's starting to master. 
but there's been an issue that keeps popping up and I want to, I want to honor her privacy. So I don't want to talk too much about it. Um, so hopefully I get this balance correct, you know, just in her eyes where I'm showing her respect, but, but also being real and, She's had several, four to be exact, um, massive meltdowns. And I'm not going to get like into the details of that just for her own privacy. Um, but massive to the extent where like she hasn't lost it like this since she was two, you know, and it doesn't feel, I don't know, it doesn't feel good to you know, even from a mom perspective, because the story in my head is like, maybe the environment at school is a little, a little too tough, maybe not as developmentally appropriate. And what I'm hoping is that over, over the next few weeks that it gets easier for her. But the story in my head is that like, she's controlling herself so much during the day to show up the way, the exact way that she's supposed to, and then letting it all out at the end of the day. It's not every day. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm her safety and that she knows that she can. Um, and it doesn't feel emotionally healthy to me either. So I've just been sitting with that pondering what I can do, um, making a plan B in some ways or thinking about making a plan B because I want to put a limit on this. I don't want this to be her experience, you know, for months on end, years on end. I don't know. So I'm not really asking for anything here. I just figured I'd share some real life-ish <laughs> that we're currently experiencing. Um, I had someone say to me a couple weeks ago uh, that when she shared a struggle in her life, uh, someone who responded, you know, didn't get it because she doesn't have struggles. And the thing is, is that we all do. Now, we don't all have the same struggles, but we all, nobody gets through life without struggles. And even if it looks good from the outside, that's not always the case. So we are in it together and we're going through it together and we've got this. So, all right, back to what I hinted at a couple of minutes ago. First, I want to ask if you have ever seen a post or quote that says something along the lines of the core of who you are, your true nature is love or close your eyes. Imagine the best version of you possible. That's who you really are. Let go of any part of you that doesn't believe it. Or have you heard the quote, true belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. Or authenticity is the daily practice of letting go who we think we are supposed to be and embracing who we are. Have you seen those quotes? Have you heard them? What is your reaction to them? Have you sat with them and really pondered what the implications would be if you lived your life as if these statements were the truth? 
I want to be transparent with you. I remember seeing these statements prior to starting my inner work journey, and I absolutely didn't understand what they meant. I definitely had a thought, and I can't remember the exact thought, so I'm just going to kind of wing this, to be honest. But I had a thought like, no, you're wrong, or something like that would pop in my mind when sentiments like this would come across my newsfeed or in a book or something. And particularly like the third one listed, true belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. And the reason why I had this eye roll moment, this know you're wrong, is because I didn't understand who I was at my core. I thought I did. I thought I was clear on who I was at my core. So I wonder if that might be true for you too. Because the thing is, is what I saw were my flaws, all the things that I didn't like about myself all the things that were bad or wrong or not perfect. And and let me pause here. I saw positives too. There were lots of things I liked about myself. So I don't want you to be like, oh, I, I don't see that many things. No, I'm just saying that I those were apparent to me, my flaws, the things I didn't like about myself. Like the anxiety, the worry, the anger, the rage. And what I thought was that Throughout life, I needed to keep those things at bay. And another way to think about that is I need to control it so that it's not seen and I need to control the environment so that it's not triggered. And back then, I didn't know that I was trying to control myself in the environment. That's what I know now. So I was really just trying to constantly hide the broken and flawed parts of me where maybe I would even pretend to think things or feel things that I didn't really think. And I talked about that in a previous episode about good girl syndrome. So I thought I was just trying to keep those things at bay, hide the broken parts, the flawed parts. And what I know now to be true is that those were the perceived broken and flawed parts. The things that you think are broken or flawed are not. Those are just your perceived feelings and insecurities. And when I saw something encouraging me, be who you are, be yourself, show up up authentically, I resisted that because I thought those like not so shiny parts, again, the worry, the anxiety, the, the anger, the rage, I thought those were who I truly was. And on the flip side, that I should work to cover them up, to hide them, and to not let those parts be seen. Can you relate to that experience? Is that something that either now you're experiencing or a previous version of you experienced? So how does this show up behaviorally for people? Well, in severe cases someone might make fun of people for doing inner work. In more mild cases, someone might resist doing inner work in general, or maybe they'll do a bit, um, but not explore certain things. And in, in less mild cases, they might regularly just fear, what am I going to find? So they may block themselves from going deeper in one area or block themselves from 
from going deeper across the board. So whether conscious or not, fear is present about what will happen if they open Pandora's box. I get these fears and worries completely because I used to feel the same way. I didn't want to look at those not so shiny parts. I didn't want to acknowledge that they were there. And if I'm looking at them, I have to acknowledge that they're there. I can't just pretend that they don't exist. But look at an infant. What are they? What is their essence? What popped in your mind when I asked that? I hope love, and trust. They love fully, completely. They trust fully, completely. They kind of have to. And this really became apparent to me when I became a mother. And my infant daughter, there were no insecurities. There were no inhibitions, just pure love for herself and for everyone around her. And if we look at any infant We know that infant is inherently worthy. They believe they're worthy and we do too. There's nothing that they need to do to prove themselves. There's nothing that they need to do to hide, to change, to make different, or to be ashamed of. Nothing. So what happens? What happened between the time that you were born and now? And are you at your core suddenly different No, you're not suddenly flawed. You're not suddenly broken. There's not suddenly something that you need to fix. And you might be like, well, yeah, Steph, it's not suddenly trauma. Hello. I I get it. I get it. But trauma doesn't change who you are at your core. It doesn't change who you are at your core. So what are you? Love, just like you have always been. So why does this not feel true for a good portion of people on this planet? Because when you were learning about yourself and about how the world works, the higher level thinking portion of your brain, your prefrontal cortex was not fully developed. And it's not fully developed until you're like 25. So what that means for you is because you're human, you personalize the things that were not personal at all. I'm going to give a couple examples about what I mean. Like if your parents couldn't stay calm, they couldn't stay regulated when you were crying, that, that could have been interpreted and often is interpreted as I shouldn't cry. If you were shut down when you talked a lot, that can often be terpre- interpreted as I shouldn't express my thoughts and feelings. If you were sent to your room when you were upset, that could be interpreted as, okay, expressing sadness means I'm at risk for being ignored or abandoned. Okay, so you and I, every human, puts meaning on every single situation that we encounter. And the problem is that Very, very often due to our underdeveloped brain in childhood, we put the incorrect meaning on situations and the incorrect meaning on people's behaviors. And then we come to accept that as truth. And because we've accepted it as truth, we operate our entire lives as if these experiences are true. 
And that's until we do the inner work to discover how much our current reality is simply a compilation of limiting beliefs. How's this landing with you? I I wish I could like hear a response back because I know I just threw a lot out. Okay, so another way to say what I've said is if, for instance, let's use one of the examples I gave. If you were sent to your room when you were upset, that didn't actually mean that if you're upset, all people will ignore or abandon you, which is very likely how children will interpret it, young children will interpret it. What it means really is that the parent or authority figure couldn't cope with you being upset. So they had to stop it. And it really has nothing to do with you. It's not personal. It's the other person. So that's what I mean, where we we will put these meaning on situations and then accept that as our reality for the rest of our lives until we do the work to discover it's just a limiting belief that we made up literally with an underdeveloped brain. I hope your mind is blown right now if you've never thought about it like this. So again, I know I just threw out a lot. So if you have any questions at all, please do not hesitate to reach out. And if you can resonate with what I shared today, the key to break through these fears about yourselves that may be at the core that you're flawed and how to shift into recognizing actually you are love. And I like, if that sounds woo woo, you're like, oh yeah, okay, Steph, you are love. You are. So the key is mastering these three things, analyze data, activate choice and absolute acceptance. So I'll give you a few tips to start with today. First, practice analyzing data and really step into role of scientist and ask yourself, What messaging did I receive in childhood that I accepted as truth about me or about how the world works? Second, practice activating choice and ask yourself if there is even a 1% chance that at my core, I am love and I am whole and none of my fears are actually true, what would I do differently? How would I behave? How would I start operating? And third, practice absolute acceptance and ask yourself, what is getting in the way of me being willing to explore my not so shiny parts? And again, those are perceived not so shiny parts. So let me ask you, do you really want to keep thinking that you are flawed, which is option one, and essentially choosing to prevent yourself from healing or do you want to shift into bold brave and badass so that you can heal your trauma and feel happy alive free and unshakable which is option two if you're ready to step into bold brave badass then send me a dm today to see if you are a good fit for brave academy see you next week Thank you for listening today. If you're ready to heal so that triggering situations no longer control you and so that you can feel empowered, brave, and thrive in any situation, DM me the word brave on Instagram and I'll send you a training where you will learn three of the most common mistakes driven women are making that are keeping them stuck in negative emotions and what you can do instead.